didn't see you there. Something big is going on here. From hunting ghosts to Bigfoot. Paranormal, UFOs, true crime, and more. We won't just be spouting articles. I was researching for your entertainment. The beginning of a new world. <laughs> the best guac you'll ever fucking eat. True story. It's basically like one day you walk outside and you see that the ants are playing with matches. This, this is, is the Blackout Black Report. Report. See you on the other side. In July of 1916, a landlord, wanting to quickly flip one of his rental properties, arrived at the home of one of his tenants in Budapest, Hungary. At the time, World War I was raging, and the tenant, who was off serving in the war, had stopped writing back home to his neighbors and his friends. In a war that would ultimately take the lives of 1.1 to 1.2 million Austro-Hungarian people, this by no means was a rare event. It was safe to assume what had happened to him. After poking around in the house and the tenant's belongings, the landlord finally made his way into the backyard. There, he found unsightly steel barrels that looked like 55-gallon drums just sitting all over the place. He hated these things, and one can only assume didn't have enough white paint to paint over them before moving the new renters in. Anyways, walking up to a random barrel, he began pulling and prying at the lid, aggressively trying to get it open, but it was no use. He gave up and walked over to the neighbor's house to ask for help in moving them. As they started to roll them along, something sharp bashed a hole in one of the sides. A weird, dark, reddish-brown substance started spraying out, filling the air with a putrid scent. Shocked and confused, it didn't take long for the landlord and the neighbor to identify the smell. It was the smell of death. Trying not to gag, but committed to finding out what the hell was going on, the landlord finally managed to open one of the barrels. Inside, the nearly perfectly preserved body of a woman with two small puncture wounds in her neck. Stepping back, horrified by the sight, it finally dawns on him. He's surrounded by barrels. This week, we're covering the little-known, yet fascinating, con artist, serial killer, and some say vampire, Bella Kiss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of the Black Cat Report. Today, we got a full studio. I'm joined with my friends, Selena. Hello. Betsabe. Hi. And Joey. It's a me, Joey. (laughs) We got a very exciting episode for y'all, and, um, uh, also wanted to give a, a quick shout out here to y'all for just like listening and enjoying. Like we see the metrics, we see the analytics. Um, our last episode, uh, uh, Skinwalkers, um, has been kicking ass in the charts and like, God damn, we couldn't be more excited. Like just before we started recording, I was telling everybody about it. I'm pretty sure over the past like week since we recorded this that episode i've been telling everybody like oh my god it's doing really oh my god it's doing really well we have we're just shooting past a thousand like last week we were celebrating a thousand we're quickly moving up in the charts and it's all because of y'all and um i have noticed the five star ratings on spotify and apple and i want to say thanks like for real like we um we cut hours out of our day we rush our schedule, you know, like we're, we're just working class folks. And like every time, um, every time we do it, you know, it's, it's for a passion, it's for a reason and stuff, but like, but God damn, <laughs> when we get the numbers in and stuff like that, like it does make us feel good. Like we've got a number of reviews coming in on Spotify. We've got a number of reviews coming in on Apple. We see the new reviews coming in and like all those five-star reviews, like uh, they make our they make our week they make our day they make our month and they encourage us to keep going and to keep you know sacrificing time out of our week to deliver content to y'all so um so thank you sincerely thank you thank you thank you and thank you um, thank you yeah, yeah if if y'all haven't done it yet um 
no pressure, but a little bit of pressure. Um, like, please, <laughs> while you're listening to the show, dr- drop a review, preferably five stars. If not, you know, <laughs> just go listening to something else. Don't be a weirdo. Like, why are you rating stuff you don't care about? Um, but <laughs> like, but but yeah. Anyways, um, major major support, major um, major thanks. That's all. Um, y'all are the best. We love y'all. Um, and uh, yeah, you're the shit. Thank you. I just want to say on the Monday morning boardroom meetings that Gilbert leads, he has been putting forth all nice, happy clouds on our desk. (laughs) So he's been like, yes, happy cloud. Here's a happy cloud. You get a happy cloud. You get a happy cloud. Before it was, it was, uh, it was uh, rainy clouds. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) all the clouds, all the clouds. So thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you all so much. Born on July 28th, 1877 in Hungary, Belikis quickly grew up to become an avid reader. History, poetry, math, science, it didn't matter what the topic was. He was consumed by any and all literature that he could get his hands on. This continued into his teens until finally, Bella was forced by the pressure in life and society to get a job or, more accurately, to pick a trade. Through chance or design, Bella became a tinsmith. Unsurprisingly, for someone with an indiscriminate thirst for gaining knowledge, Bella quickly picked up the trade rapidly. But before being able to finish, was, as all men were at the time, required to serve in the military for a couple of years. Not much is known about this period of time in his life, besides the fact that he completed his required service. Well, once out of the military, though, a side of Bella not necessarily noted before this time in the service became more present. He became increasingly motivated to make it rich by any means necessary. And while not afraid of hard work and widely regarded as talented at his trade, Bella had one specific talent, or more so, a natural gift above all others. You see, Bella was well aware he was a looker. A slim yet muscular man with blonde hair and striking blue eyes, looking like a mix between a young Matt Damon and a young George Clooney, Bella Kiss, (laughs) (laughs) he was, Bella Kiss was a stone cold fox. And with that, he was also in line with the fashion at the time. He also kind of, and that's code for he also kind of looked like he had a small fox attached to his upper lip. Picture uh, Mario. Mustache. (laughs) A Mm -hmm. mustache. I've sent it to everybody in the group. Can we all agree that, like, at some point in his life from the images I sent, like, he was a looker. He was handsome, like you know what I'm saying. Like if he had the right charm, right personality, like you're like, hey, <laughs> like yeah. you interested in me? You know, like he was a handsome motherfucker. It's like <laughs> too many serial killers get credit, like like Ted Bundy or whoever the fuck. Like they get credit for like, oh, they're you know debatably conventionally attractive. No, no, no. Bella Kiss was like, yeah, you cute. <laughs> god like you could have the straightest man on the planet and be like damn i want to be like him like you know like <laughs> he was handsome you know he, he was you know yeah he was i would yeah. date him regardless of the mustache the lady folks in the town of chinkota just outside of budapest were head over heels for this charming handsome smart young man Eventually, it would be said by many neighbors and knowers of Bella that he was never seen with the same woman on his arms twice. He's a player. Yeah. Yes, he is. Girl, truer words have never been said. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you just gave away 90% of the plot. But, um, <laughs> so, but yeah, but, but there was more to this than the insatiable lust Bella was actively becoming an incredibly talented con artist, running a very specific scam. One that today uh, we're constantly warned about, and yet 
still hear about on occasion eg i don't know if y'all heard about it but the uh the i think she was like middle-aged to like older like japanese lady who was tricked into thinking that there was a russian astronaut that was like needed money from her in order to land and he was going to marry her and all that oh like that Bella... prince uh, that sends you those emails yeah which like still haven't gotten my money back but like yeah that dude that <laughs> motherfucker from nigeria that nigerian yeah. prince yes. it, it's coming i'm sure if anybody has his email let him know i'm i still have a space available for him i have been maintaining a room in my house i am ready to rescue him um <laughs> but i do need my money back please have him email me <laughs> at Thank you so much, y'all, for doing that for me. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, unlike the Nigerian prince, um, this was a scam. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well, Bella Kiss crafted a persona, or uh, so what I'm looking for, y'all. Not a persona, a an alias, right? Um, it was a Mr. Hoffman who was a widower that was depressed and he was lonely and looking for his soulmate it, this is the 1900s he placed ads in the romance section of the local newspapers around Budapest women would reach out to him and he would write back slowly vetting them to see if they would be a good target for his scheme the number one qualification are they, or their family, rich? Number two, do they have any close relatives, both in terms of location and inheritance? And number three, how soon would they want to get married? Mm. Through mostly letter writing, and this gives credit to the power of reading. Look, y'all, self-education is so important. All right, I'm self-made. All right, Selena's self-made, Joey's self-made, Beth's Bay, she went to college. Um, but, <laughs> halfway. but halfway, she's halfway there. Whoa, <laughs> living on a prayer. Um, but like, no, but, but uh, it is the importance of education. At some point, you too can con tens, hundreds of eligible bachelors just by reading a lot. It's important. Go to he's school. Basic, kids. He's basically the Tinder swindler. <clears throat> or I would basically, yeah. I would call him the newspaper scraper, would be his like <laughs> which is his new uh thing. That's the new TV show yes. that we're gonna create for Netflix. That's yes. hilarious. I love <laughs> newspaper it. Newspaper scraper. Like, um, fuck, you actually, need to edit that out. So there is a movie. I don't know if it's really about him, but it's a movie you're basically describing the movie that i watch is called bellamy and it's with robert pattison is it called bellamy prologue or it's just bellamy okay there was a movie that um was loosely based on bella kish that uh, which is the technical pronunciation of his name but it's more funny in english to say bella kiss because that's a literal spelling so i'm going to mm -hmm. say that but technically in hungarian Belikish. Um <clears throat> anyways, there was a movie. It's called like uh Belikish Prologue. Um, and it's an intense horror film that's very modern. Um what that has to do with what you just said, nothing. What you just <laughs> said, um, probably nothing. So <laughs> nobody has really covered him fully. Like they like modernized him for the movie with his name, and it's like it doesn't work. It's not I mean, it's Robert Pattinson, so he's very handsome. So that works, but like, but it's not the quiche. You know what I'm saying? It's no. not the pickled. It's not the pickled quiche of death. You know? Yeah, and he doesn't really kill anyone, or but he does. Um, Lame. <laughs> I mean, he in the movie he does. Uh, what's it called? Like, um, he kisses them. No, I mean he does. <laughs> to death. He's a player <clears throat> and everything, and he uses the women to uh, what you're saying that he did. Um, he swindles them. Yeah, he swindles them for money and stuff like yeah. that. But he doesn't in the movie. He doesn't kill anyone, so it's like a PG version of this guy, I guess. 
Yeah. So again, um, through through mostly writing letters to these folks that were responding to him, he proceeded to love bomb all of his future victims, making them fall madly in love with him, stringing them along with promises of fantasies that they'll get married soon, any day now, at any point. And when the feelings were at their highest, he would always, 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 always have an excuse or a reason that they or their family would need to send him a massive amount of money before the marriage could happen. Once he received the funds, and y'all already know where this is going, <laughs> yes. he would pen a letter with any number of excuses to back out of the marriage, often telling his victims that he was moving to America to start a new life. Very common at the time. Mm -hmm. So it, it was the whole bait and switch classic kind of like thing where it was just like hey baby i love you i love you oh my god i need you in my life baby i need some money to get there i need oh i need some more money to get there oh thank you for all the money i'm really sorry but a bunch of things went south i'm leaving bye and like he would do that over and over <laughs> and over again With all and, your money <laughs> yes and and to give you an idea of how prolific he was at running this scam when his letters are eventually found it would be discovered that he received at least 174 marriage proposals. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. And he accepted 74 of them. Wow. <laughs> this, was, this was a daily activity with multiple scams running at the same time. And that's I want you to keep in mind- That's more than a full-time job. I know, right? Like, that's the thing with scammers is, like, a lot of times they work harder than people that just go to work. I know. Like, it's like, yeah, you make a big score, but, like, fuck, it took you 16 months and you're hiding from the police and the federal government's getting involved. And it's like, bro, just go go to work. Like, McDonald's is paying 16 an hour now. Why are you doing this? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? When well, you say that only 74 people were accepted... It makes me think about the other people right? that were not accepted. Right? And then they were just like, man, what am I, how wrong am I in my life that this, even this scammer won't take me? And they're just like, dang. <laughs> but they also got lucky because they didn't get their money taken. This is true. And in, in other ways, they got lucky. But yes, this is incredibly yeah. true. Um, he denied at least 100 of the marriage proposals. Granted, at a time where a woman asking to marry a man 100% not traditional um which it's not even to this day but it's at least more like oh wow that happened you know like it, it's at least more common in this day but at this time these were women he his 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 prowess like in terms of like delivering the word on paper just in fucking snail mail he was so seductive like i'm wet Okay, like he was he was so seductive that he was getting all these women to like break tradition, break the mold, break everything and just be like, I, I want to marry you. Will you marry me? And, like he was the one getting these proposals. Wow, in, he was like, ahead of its time. Way. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, girl. True words never spoken. So like <laughs> this is the early 1900s. This is basically at the point of 100 years ago. He was way ahead of his time in running scams, how he set it up, how he, he pushed the energy and the vibe, right? Yeah, so, I'm learning so much from him, so yay. That's that's concerning. We're going to have a talk later off air um, for, <laughs> for legal reasons. Um, so anyways, um, I, I do want everybody to keep in mind here that this is just the number of proposals in written letters, right? Discovered after a lot of facts. This doesn't include all the women that he proposed to face-to-face, -face, which he was doing. This is just his, like, long-distance scams are <laughs> narrowed down to 174 marriage proposals, which, um, spoiler, was over the course of mm, seven or eight years. Like, that's I'm quick. terrible yeah. at math, but I can tell you that's multiple a month. Okay, so like, that's, a, that's a lot of women proposing to him, which means he's running so many cons, so many scans at the same time. He's getting all these coming in a month, and he's running all these narratives. I can't imagine 
him with his boardroom and his like retro like whiteboard behind him trying to connect the dots and what the fuck he's even trying to say to people do i say yes do i say no do i like ducks i don't know i guess uh i'm allergic to soy you know like what does he say in all these letters (laughs) that are going out to folks i don't know but he was incredibly gifted yeah again you work harder with a scam than just having a damn job but whatever and no offense to scammers y'all like I said, you work hard. I'm not disrespecting you on that. It's just like, bro, maybe change change of the direction. Um, but anyways, um, anyways, so yeah. Uh, but we'll dig into the details of this uh, a little bit more later. For now, let's take our story today to 1905 when Bella was 28 years old. It was around this time he was regularly taking a three-hour train ride between Budapest and Vienna, where he would meet and eventually share an apartment with a 20-year-old named Juliana Peshik. Whether this is one of the earliest recorded actual partners or just purely a passionate relationship is kind of hard to tell. Sometimes it's called uh, his first marriage, sometimes it's not. Anyways. Bella and Juliana would go on to have two children together, two daughters, named Aracana and Lanka. Their relationship, though, it, it didn't seem to last long past the birth of a second child. At some point, Kish decided to basically stop taking that three-hour train ride, and he settled in Chikanta, leaving his young family in Vienna straight up abandon his family that he made in Chicago, or wow. in Vienna, right? So, like, what an asshole. Yeah, so he went from, like, kind of innocent young bachelor who was just out, like, having lots of sex, whatever, you know, To and you could also, like, be like, well, maybe the partners enjoyed it, maybe that was okay, to being like, oh, now I'm getting an understanding of your character. Like, at this point, like, now I'm doubting about your how prolific you were in the field right you know you're like, eh, probably were a dick then too um so yeah he, he was you know and he was a dick um well there in chikanta he he became a socialite everyone in town seemed to know and respect this handsome man who on a regular basis would literally rent out a space inside of a local hotel and throw parties he always had money. It was always flowing. He never hesitated to spend it on flash and presentation. He was just always just kind of like out there in your face like a celebrity, just dollar, dollar, Bill, y'all. Like just like out there with it. But his bachelor lifestyle came to a brief halt in 1911 when Kiss, now 34 years old, would meet, marry, and try to settle down with a 19-year-old named Marie. Within a year, though, Marie would develop a lustful affair with a local musician named Paul McCartney. Of course. <laughs> of course. I can't. I, his name is Paul McCartney. It I is? Yes, it's McCartney. He was a cover. He was a cover musician. I We shouldn't make fun of victims. He will be a victim. We shouldn't make fun of victims. <laughs> but like, come on, y'all. Like he was a cover musician for Paul McCartney before Paul McCartney was born. <laughs> like, how can you know? Wow. He had his first hit. It was like, here comes the gun. Do, 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 do. So, oh, um. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, a l- little bit. Um, Wait, so, so she yeah. cheated on him with the musician? Yeah, cheated yeah, on... no, she. Yeah, she she had a straight up affair. Yeah, it was within a a year of him getting married to Maria that um he found out uh she was doing a thing with Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Y'all, thank you for laughing. I read this name too many times in different documents, and I'm just like, God damn it. Um, but, um, well, this all kind of went south when uh, they both ran off together, leaving Bella at home as they made their way to start a new life in America. Wow. 
Or at least that's what Bella told his friends and neighbors. In reality... (laughs) Yes. In reality, Bella somehow became aware of his wife, Marie, and her lover, Paul. And unable to handle the exact the exact same kind of infidelity he was notorious for he freaked out which is really not uncommon people are hypocrites anyways um this is when after somehow tricking both marie and paul into the house assumedly by feigning he didn't know about their affair he proceeded to violently attack them using a blunt object to smash them in the head jeez he was pretty pissed. Well, once they were unconscious, he pulled out a noose he had prepared earlier and, one at a time, wrapped it around their necks, oh my God. holding it in his hands while he strangled them to death. So it wasn't enough that he just bashed their brains in. He took pleasure in a noose he had already prepared, putting it over their necks and strangling them just one at a fucking time. Wow. So he had anger issues. (laughs) Un poquito. Well, at this point, Belakish brought two steel barrels into the house and filled them with methanol, which is a type of alcohol made from trees that can be converted into formaldehyde. It can also be used to preserve bodies almost perfectly essentially pickling them. He put the bodies of his wife and her lover into individual barrels, just... And then he soldered them shut and moved them into the backyard. What the... Eventually... Yeah. Eventually, he would mark the tops of them with the Roman numerals for one and two. It's weird because this is his first murder and it feels like he's done it before. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Now, and thank you for saying that. I literally have this in my notes here. Now, um, so for basic motivations, and I want everybody's input, um, the audience included, reach out to us on Instagram, whatever. um, Well, for basic motivations here and preparation, it, it seems very obvious. He's jealous. He just found out. He kind of just gave up his life of infidelity and was just like, I'm really committed to her. Like, I'm really da-da-da, whatever. And then finds out that she's doing the same shit as him. Not surprising. Like, tracks alike, whatever. Um, And and then he freaks out and he kills them. But, like, god damn, the, like, the, the degree of preparation that he's showing here, right? So, like, we can safely assume, I would say, that he was planning to kill them he had a noose prepared he had barrels and he he literally he had a trick that was set up or some type of scheme set up to get them to both come into the house out of the neighbor's view and he also had enough methanol to submerge two bodies that's a lot of a very specific chemical substance to have on hand Mm -hmm. i'm just just gonna say that like if you think about it it's like i look that shit up $630 $630 a barrel, okay? Pretty sure I'm on a watch list, but honestly, if that's what gets me on it, then y'all fucked up a few other points before this. So, um, but but yeah, I'm just going to say, like, that's expensive. You know, it may have been cheaper then, but couldn't have been that much cheaper then, right? Really, has it gone up that much? Should I invest in methanol? I don't know. <laughs> um, but, but the question here is, is like, why the hell did he want to preserve two full bodies in his backyard? Not even in a way that he would be able to ever look at them again. Like, mm-hmm. like most of the time when someone is killed and put into a barrel, it's it's to dissolve them, to hide evidence, not to like keep them around forever, but also not be able to look at them. He soldered the barrel shut. It's fucking weird. Yeah, but right? the barrels, the barrels themselves were not just like plain barrels. They were like actually kind of pretty and had like tile on them and stuff. What the fuck? No, hell no. We're going to send this to you. I'm going to send you an image on our Discord channel. Um, Joey, what's our Discord channel? The Black Cat Report. We'll have it in the show notes. So you can follow us yeah. on there. Hop in. 
this is literally something we're doing now so y'all are catching like a an actual like note of us of us doing it hop on discord it's like um honestly it's just kind of like a rebooted aol instant messenger but like if you're nostalgic like us old assholes over here um (laughs) aol was kind of the shit back in the day right anybody else no nobody all right anyways so thank you i mean i I just i just want to say i i knew i didn't like pickles for a reason you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying i love pickles pickles are what i'm saying Fried pickles are the best. Ooh, I like yeah. pickles and cheeseburgers. For me too. All right, y'all. Heavy, heavy <laughs> reference. I just had that last night and today. Um, mm, oh, I did. I did. Um, heavy reference here, but like, uh, in terms of Discord, I just want you to know that like, while I'm saying I'm sharing this image with Selena on Discord and everybody else, it's also on like y'all's channel. It's not even a private channel. I'm sharing these notes. Like, if you were on right now, you would see the image being shared. All right. Well, the everybody. Picture has them looking a little warpy, which I thought was like tiling. I thought they were pretty. <laughs> That's fair, but I think before like standardized steel barrels, these are some. These are some basic ass steel, like steel barrels. These are really not. But he still could have been keeping them as trophies, just knowing the fact that they were preserved in there. Exactly. In, in like an order of like number one, number two, I know what that means, you know, like in his own way, but like, it's still, I, I guess that's like the big folly with like all serial killers right? We always try to compare them to other serial killers, and we always get let down in the fact that they don't perfectly match other serial killers. Like, for as much as we, like, try to talk about copycats and this and that and the other, copycats are generally incredibly unsuccessful, because guess what? Your formula was figured out. That's why you're a copycat. Um, but like, you're <laughs> still a piece of shit. I'm just saying, like, you're still an idiot. Um, like, I, I don't have a problem making fun of serial killers. Eh, fuck them. But, like, um, but unless there's a podcast serial killer, then I just want to let you know that um, I'm here you for you. You should come on our podcast. <laughs> and we have a we slot open next week. Whatever week you're hearing this, next week we have a slot open. Um, uh, and if my door is locked, which it will be, um, to the studio, um, just knock. Just knock and let me know. Anyways. Um, so anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, more or less basic barrels. I will, I will emphasize that these are not special barrels. They didn't have tiles and fun stuff on them. Yeah. I'm looking at them and they don't, they look ugly. Yeah. It's like before standardized 55 gallon drums. It's just a fucking barrel, like an old barrel from the 1900s, you know? Um, yeah. So those were filled with, well, A, a body, a a former living human being, and B, uh, methanol. Um, That's a lot of shit to prepare. Well, nevertheless, after this, it didn't take long for Bella to get his groove back and once again begin pursuing his one true passion, finding every super hot woman in town, making love to them, and never calling them again. So see, was he actually choosing like beautiful women or just whatever had money? Oh no, he he like um from all the accounts I heard, from all the accounts I read, right? Um he didn't just pick like the most desperate folks in society. He was very like picky. Like he only picked folks in a sense that like other folks would see him with and be jealous. Like he picked super attractive women and just like burned through them. Mm. so yeah he he basically was like "Eh, it's been a rough week i guess i'll go with a nine you know like that that was kind of him (laughs) you know (laughs) like by his standards whatever but like everybody was like yeah i know he always had like a dime piece on his arm Mm. that that was just basically what the the town and everybody said even after all this shit came out they were like yeah and i never had a problem very interesting yeah which also makes him stand out as a serial killer right it's just like he's (laughs) not just like picking apart like the like um the most vulnerable folks in our society he's finding like rich wealthy hot women who have a lot of status and just like wholesale going through them and doing his thing 
And it's like, shit. <laughs> I'm like, this is an intense scheme, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's that it's that's a lot of work. That's a lot of time. That's a lifestyle. He was not one for being lazy. Um <laughs> that's for sure. Well, so yeah, well, with his wife gone, Bella had a a social past to be as lustful and amoral as he wanted. And by gone, I mean, you know, he told everyone that she ditched him and ran away to America with her new lover, not both of them being pickled in the backyard inside of barrels. This is important. <laughs> his neighbors and the community in in um in his small town outside of Budapest, like they were like, damn, dude, his wife of like less than a year ditched his ass and ran away to America. We feel sorry for him. You know, we feel this for him. We feel that for him. Like, it's so hard. It's such a big deal, you know? Um, and he knew exactly what was happening, but he was also like, yeah, that's why I'm out here. That's why I'm being promiscuous, you know, like living my best, like doing his thing and stuff like that. And everybody's just kind of like, yeah, good for you, bro. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> you know, even mm -hmm. folks that wouldn't support that normally are like, I can understand why he would do this. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. so he kind of he kind of yeah. had a social pass for a period of time, right? Well, this is hard. Right? You know, like, he's, he's trying. But <laughs> 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 so, so anyways, to pursue his passion, Bella did two things that will influence our timeline of events and come up a lot in this story. First, he hired an older woman, Miss Jakovec, as a housekeeper. She would end up staying at his house in Shinoka and remaining faithful to Bella long after the discovery of what or who he was keeping in the barrels in his backyard. And second, after basically burning through the small town of Chinoka, Bella rented an additional apartment in Budapest, one that he could use specifically for his seemingly limitless sex drive and eventually carry out his increasingly complex schemes. Like, this dude burned through every potential woman he had his eyes on in a town and was like, I need a second apartment to keep this going. That's smart. how wow. yeah, smart, but also like, damn, dude, <laughs> how do you have time for all of this? Like he needed to be teaching a time management class anyways. So, <laughs> but before we get into that, I'd like to take a moment to deliver an important PSA to you, the American voter, by asking a question. Why are barrels always associated with death? How many serial killers stored bodies in barrels? Barrels of oil gained through war and literally containing the decomposed death of dinosaurs and plants now leading to the slow death of our planet. Barrels of guns. Barrel races, which I just found out have nothing to do with barrels racing each other. Burn barrels used to destroy evidence of CIA-backed death squads in South America. Bella's love barrel. The list goes on. Now, look. I think it's time we at BCR and all of you, our incredible listeners, take a firm stance against barrels. If you see a barrel, report a barrel. Save a life. Thank you for listening to the Black Cat Report and our intermission in between the Conpire, Bellicus. Don't forget to like, review, and subscribe. And stay tuned to our Instagram channel for news and updates as we are working on merchandise ideas and want your input on what you'd like to see and where. Now let's get on with the podcast. I can't think of a single good scenario involving barrels. Uh, what about when they store wine in barrels? That's a good thing. Whiskey. You know what? Bourbon, You're right. And you also beer. just made me realize I'm not an alcoholic because I wasn't thinking about wine, whiskey, or beer at 5.30 in the morning. Thank you guys <laughs> for helping me get through another week. Now, if you'll excuse <laughs> me. Snakes. <sighs> Snakes? What the fuck? Um, yeah, <laughs> 
And I feel like they always put them in barrels, no? I'm just saying a barrel full of monkeys sounds like a massacre. Like if monkeys. you went into somebody's house and you're like, like, haha, two monkeys. <laughs> we're having fun tonight. Barrel opens, monkeys everywhere. It's not going to be good. Those monkeys are going to be incredibly agitated. Barrels are not their natural environment. So, <laughs> oh, Donkey Kong, they use the barrels in the video game. Well, those are bad to barrels. Hurt people. Mario. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really few scenarios where barrels are actually useful. Most of the time, buckets At would wedding suffice. venues, sometimes, sometimes they have them as like, you can have them as like tables. So, weddings. I guess yeah. let's Weddings. specify and say metal barrels mm. because wooden wooden barrels are are usually what's what's good. But yeah. metal barrels are the ones that have bad stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I don't know. I stick with my with my platform and I really hope that the fans of BCR come out in full force this voting season with literally no direction on how they're supposed to vote. They just know in their heart of hearts vote against barrels wherever yeah, you live Jeffrey Dahmer whoever too. you are wherever you live wherever you are say no to barrels only evil and as well, I will say from now on if you see a barrel report a barrel save a life so so yeah if you see a barrel report a barrel save a life and that's exactly with the astute neighbors of Bella back in Chinoka tried to do. Mm. As Bella's escapades were becoming increasingly more obvious to others, so too was the number of large steel barrels that began piling up in his back in his backyard. Wait, so this... was he not hiding the barrels where they were just like in the open air for everyone to see the barrels? Oh no! Yeah, no. This is like like I like I shared in the Discord. Um, they were they were literally just like in his backyard, like they like eventually some would be found in his house or in his shed and stuff. But he had so many massive steel barrels; they were just sitting in his yard. So like, like people could just see them. Yeah, it 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 this this literally reached a point where his neighbors began taking notice and started to complain about <laughs> like, this is disgusting. What the hell is my neighbor doing? Basically like it got, it got to the point that the nosy neighbors had enough of a reason to contact the police. I mean, like um, how does this guy work so hard and then gets lazy about not hiding the barrels? <laughs> I'm not going to attack him for like getting lazy about hiding the barrels. I'm just going to say he was doing so much other stuff. He didn't have time to focus on that. <laughs> I don't that's like, like the most important <laughs> thing too. You would, you would think it would be, but not for Bella Kiss. Okay. So like this, this, they eventually, and honestly reading this multiple accounts i can only assume that it was haters and people jealous of how many like beautiful women he was bringing into his house every night eventually they called the cops on him straight up 1900s early 1900s they called the police suspecting him of storing quote moonshine or maybe bootleg liquor oh uh, yeah that makes sense really bs reason i mean this is not uh prohibition era in in uh, the Austro-Hungarian Empire, like it's, it was <laughs> it was kind of a bullshit reason for somebody who was so popular in the neighborhood. But like his neighbors were like, "What the fuck is he doing?" And that thought process kept going long enough that they eventually were like, "Okay, seriously, what the fuck is he doing?" There's like twenty back there now, right? Um, <clears throat> well, when an officer did finally arrive to investigate, he saw the large firmly sealed barrels and asked Bella the obvious question what's in them Bella laying down his notorious charm proceeded to assure the officers that as he must be well aware tensions were drawing to a boiling point between the countries of Europe and he Bella wanting to be prepared was stocking up on gas before the war that was obviously on the horizon a war that would force everyone into rationing and 
he wanted to get a heads up on the inevitable fuel shortage that the entire country would be facing. Genius. Loki kind of was. Well, <laughs> happy with his response, the officer never checked inside the barrels and went on his way. <laughs> so a cop did get called early on, heard what the dude said about, like, I'm worried about the war. We might be going into a war. It seems really obvious to all of us. And he was just like, eh, makes sense. And just left. Right? I like Even how all this- cops have been like this forever. Like, with every single story of a serial killer, they call the cops, and every time they're just like, me. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, wow, you guys just suck at your job. Cuban Slivko. Anyways, um, <clears throat> well... Yes, B, 100%. Thank you. Um, <laughs> well, meanwhile, back in Budapest, right, which is, uh, so so now, so, <laughs> so now, um, the, uh, the town where, um, where Belikish lives is a part of Hungary, or part of Budapest, like, proper. Back in the day, it was, it was just a town outside of it. Budapest has since taken over it an insane amount of changes in geography have taken place in the region around Hungary, Germany, Austria, things like that, like since the 1930s uh, for, well, obvious reasons if you have any concept of World War I, World War II. Anyways, um, (laughs) a lot of things happened. So, so yeah. Um, So, in this town, just outside of Budapest, right? Um, Anyways, yeah, so, meanwhile, back in Budapest at the same time this cop was showing up and looking at these barrels and he's like mm, some weird looking barrels never seen these barrels before and he's like eh I need them gas war shit might happen well charges brought against one mysterious Mr. Hoffman by two different women were forced to be dropped after the women themselves disappeared this brings us to another important point in the development of Belakish and the legend around him. His newfound obsession with murder fit well with his thirst for knowledge and, at the same point, turned towards studying the occult. Being the forever ladies' man and incubus, he got deep into astrology and was dropping the line what's your sign about 50 years before it became cool to say in the 60s unsurprisingly for any gender when someone you already find charming tells you they can read your future it's bound to pique your interest especially if it's coupled with coming back to their place Once there, he had a variety of methods and means to murder his victims, sourced from his library of books he'd already read through. Poisons, torture, strangulation techniques. He wanted to learn it all and do it all. This is also around the time it's commonly speculated he may have read into stories about Countess Elizabeth Bethory de Esqued. I'm sure I butchered that name. (laughs) Anyways, the Countess, who in the late 1500s to 1600s ruled over large areas of land covering modern-day Transylvania and the Kingdom of Hungary, was known for a very unique rumor. It has been said, denied, and argued over that the Countess would bathe in the blood of virgins in order to maintain her youth. Well, this, along with Hungary and the neighboring country of Romania, or future country of Romania, having a rich history of folklore and tales around vampires didn't seem to be, let's just say, non-influential on Bella. I bring this up because we know now, after the eventual discovery of all the perfectly preserved bodies that Bella at some point did in fact begin draining the blood of his victims through 
piercing their necks. Wow. Criminologists and psychologists reference this step in his process as a potential sign that he was engaging in vampirism, while for locals, after hearing about and seeing the puncture wounds in his young victim's necks, they saw this as an obvious sign that Belakish was a literal vampire. What is important now, though, is between 1911 and 1914, when he volunteered to go fight in the front lines of World War I, he killed and preserved at least 24 people. Three years. Yikes. Yikes. That's a lot. Whoa. <laughs> 23, 23 women and one Paul. One man. <laughs> one Paul. Paul McCartney. <laughs> like, but yeah, so he preserved, and that's only what the police found. Again, he went through and meticulously labeled in Roman numerals on every single barrel that he soldered shut the number of the victim that he killed, while at the same time doing tens if not potentially hundreds of victims that he didn't kill. Wow. Like this dude, let me put it this way. This dude's personality inspired Adderall. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. This dude's character was like, we need to make a drug called the Belakish. And then eventually they made the drug and they were like, yeah, we can't call it the Bella Kish. Yeah, he 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 he's not a good guy. Um, so yeah, this dude inspired Adderall, inspired Ritalin. This motherfucker inspired meth. All right, so like, it's like he will count the hairs in your carpet. You don't even ask him. So this is where the story gets crazy. As I said at the top of the show, events led up to the assumption of Bella Kiss dying in the war. If y'all remember, at the very, very top, I was like, landlord came in. It was like, hey, homie, stop writing home after a while. This is basically a regular thing at this point. It's a pretty obvious, pretty obvious, pretty clear sign that, like, homie's dead, you know, right? And I can safely start renting this place out. Well, when the first body was discovered and the landlord summoned the police, word was quickly put out that Belakish needed to be arrested immediately. Very obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> the police came there and were like, pickled body? Well, shit, we should put out a notice. <laughs> you know, like, it, was, it yeah. was just simple enough that the police were like, we should do something about this, right? Um, <clears throat> not saying... No, I take that back. I'm saying all police. It was simple enough that all police understood we should handle this, right? This is a pretty big deal. Well, news of the bodies spread like wildfire in the community. And after a lot of false leads tracking him down, the detective in charge of finding Kiss ended up in a wartime hospital on suspicion that a soldier who had recently received treatment was, in fact, Bella Kish. Dun, dun, dun. When the <sighs> detective arrived, he found the corpse of a man lying in the bed Kish was supposed to be in. Whoa. When he pulled back the eyelids. The eyelids were brown, or the eyes were brown. Kish had striking blue eyes. Bella had somehow gotten word of the detective's arrival and put a dead body <laughs> in his place and then disappeared from the, fu- from the fucking front lines of a war, like, a triage tent. <laughs> he somehow found out detectives were coming for his ass because for, uh, for context here, pretty big deal in the new world of like mass printed media in the early 1900s in Hungary. They were like, holy shit, what's a serial killer? And Bella Kish was the first motherfucker like 
fitting that standard in Hungary in the Hungarian language in the mass printed world, everybody was after him, right? Even during the the intense war, Hungary, the the Hungarian Austro Empire, completely surrounded by all sides by enemies, still made an effort to try to find this motherfucker, right? And <clears throat> somehow he got word, which debatable how he got it, but somehow he got word. Motherfucker straight up switched out with a dead body <laughs> just, just before the detective got there. He fucking switched out. His pulls, and didn't you say that the guy looked almost exactly like him, except his eyes were brown? That's another fucking thing. Thank you. Yes. Um. Yeah, so the body that was there was convincing enough in the wounded World War One atmosphere, which was, you know, pretty much everybody just looks like a ground of, like, you know, chuck meat. Um, and, like, the body was pretty fucked up, but it looked exactly like Billy Kish. And then the detective who was like, this is my case, this is what I'll go to the grave hunting down, you know, that motherfucker in this story pulled back the eyelids looked into the eyes and he's like these eyes are brown it's not him like he was so good damn. Kish was so fucking good like i can't damn <laughs> right like like that's some shit sounds like, like you're admiring him a little no i'm so i'm admiring him from the fact of like there are no cliches in detective stories at this point in time like there are no like USA or TNT or whatever the fuck show. I probably just showed my age for referencing those channels. There I know, are no I like say USA. <laughs> is that still around? What is it Lifetime. just called? Lifetime. Is it called Lifetime now? Did Lifetime no, it's buy still USA? USA no. and TNT are still there. Does hmm. Chuck Norris now burn lavender candles <laughs> in a non-native appropriative kind of way? Um, but like, <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, like this is, this is way the fuck before any of the stereotypes, any of the common shit. This is just after the, the English speaking world in the West started developing like, uh, detective novels and like that genre kind of like started to become prolific. So like he was really leading the forefront and I admire him in the fact that like, you have to be quick, like quick witted in a world where there are no stereotypes around what you're doing. Like, there's no common sense around what you're doing. I respect that. Like, I don't respect him. I just respect the momentary thought of, like, yeah, that was good thinking, bro. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, shit. <laughs> like, you almost got away with it. Like, you a piece of shit, but, like, that was smart. You know? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I respect moments. I don't respect people. Let me put it that way. Um... So there's conflicting reports, uh, not enough for me to actually type out as like a reference, which will appear in our show notes. Um, but there's conflicting reports that Belikish went as far as replacing names on the board in the hospital in order to get the police, get the detectives to go to the wrong bed of a person that looked just like him, which sounds more reasonable than replacing them in a physical fucking cot in a hospital where like nobody's supposed to move. You know, mm -hmm. he went under an assumed name because he falsified a name, falsified a fucking death certificate. <laughs> right? Like, this dude was up on his intel. I don't know how he was this far up in terms of knowing what the fuck was coming down the line, but he was ready. <clears throat> well, the hunt for Bella Kish would end up with the detectives trying to track him down around the world with most of the credible sightings for him coming from Turkey. And at another point as a member of the French foreign legion serving under the name Hoffman and magically disappearing before detectives arrived. Lastly, he was seen in the 1930s in New York City, where there was an instance of him being chased through Times Square by a detective. And, wow. <laughs> yes. and later, sightings went on to um, 
basically sightings reports went on to say that he was a janitor at some building in New York City. They were creditable enough that police went there to go question him, to go find the suspicious janitor who looked like Bella Kish. And when they showed up, the janitor went missing. So basically, this turns out into, like, catch me if you can. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like I said, George Clooney. So That, that was Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> And like I said, Leonardo DiCaprio only <laughs> likes women under 25. So um, he was never <laughs> caught. And... Oh, my God. Yes. It's kind of true. Yeah. Um, actually, it's literally true. It is. Um, but, but yeah, so uh, Leo Belakish was never <laughs> caught. No one knows when, where, or if Belakish died. Wow, impressive. And investigators have literally chased him around the planet to the point that they died of old age. Oh, no, man. No, no one's been able to find this motherfucker. And stepping back from the, the standard, uh, let me say, Wikipedia safe narrative of Belakish, let I, I wanted to look at some of the traits and a few... Uh, tidbits about a specific character first vampires are notorious for being able to lure in and seduce women this is find a book on vampires that doesn't include that seriously twilight literally based on seducing that's a woman. the exact yeah <laughs> thank you for thank you for backing me that's me um, <laughs> They're also known for having a charismatic charm and being hyper-intelligent due to being alive for hundreds of years, right? It's only natural after hundreds of years, you're smart about a lot of shit, right? And on top of all of this, having a human familiar. Miss Jakovec, Bella's housekeeper, was noted for ignoring all of the comings and goings of Belakis. The strange sounds she would often hear when he would bring lovers homes. Sounds which, undoubtedly, based off of what he did to them, did not sound anything at all like making love. <clears throat> she never questioned where the lovers went after they were brought home. And she was reported for having tried to stop the police from opening the barrels <laughs> and wow. pulling out yeah. more dead bodies. She literally saw the initial dead bodies come out and still went out of her way to try to convince the police. Like, no, 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 no. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do this. She tried to get in their way. Oh my and, gosh. And while I don't personally think Bella Kiss was a literal vampire, I do find the idea that he may have convinced Ms. Jakovic he was, right? Like, I find that interesting. Like, this is this is in a culture that um, is steeped in mysticism and, like, mysticism around, like, vampires, right? And maybe Mrs. Jakovic accepted the role in the continuation of the scam in continuation of the con of like, he's saying he's a vampire. Or it, maybe he a, scare her by saying like, if you do or say or anything, I'll kill you too. You know, mm -hmm. well, he could have, um, and sorry to come in late with this fact, but he did leave all of his will to her. Oh, Although I will say, <laughs> I keep coming at you, Betsy, but like I will say, um, it was noted that he was cold to her, basically treated her indifferently, ignored oh. the fuck out of her. She was over 25 and he's Leo. Like he yeah. couldn't give a fuck less about her existing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's like you might as well be a wall, right? <laughs> You're a wall with a hamburger. Here's my money. I don't know why you need it. You're a wall. Like he doesn't care. Um, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, I'm pretty sure that the will was just like, 
So, and and I bequeath to you my barrels. <laughs> my my He's barrels. Like, no, don't I need don't, these don't open for them money. Though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't no, open I them mean, though. <laughs> again, like 74, 75, like like marriage proposals that he accepted, which were on record documented. Like scams he followed through with took their money. At least in three years. Like how expensive was his lifestyle? Um something I didn't include in here. Um he had a secret room, of course, because all serial killers have a secret room. Yep. He had a secret room in his house that was just dedicated to letter writing. It's like right. if that if this puts y'all in a mindset of how like old timey this crime was, like it's like <laughs> There was a secret room for letter writing, not for pickling shit, not for like watching movies like Slivko, not for like any of this other shit. It was just like, I'm just going to go in here. Nobody's going to know I'm writing letters like it's weird, right? Like, I don't know. Think about that. It's like, haha, finally, (laughs) I have a seat to write these these letters <laughs> i can lick my stamps in peace you know <laughs> like he's just he's just like man i've made a desk out of barrels a seat out of barrels too there is no there's an infinite uses for these i must buy them all and so he's just sitting there writing on barrels and just that's his desk and his also his seat going out on a limb here i think his psychopathy his it had to have been heavily influenced by a fear of abandonment. Sorry to bring it back to seriousness, but, but like, I have to read into these folks. Right. And like, I, I really do think that at some point his already pre-existing super, super, super fucked up self was influenced by a fear of abandonment, which is why he was such a notorious womanizer lying, hurting, and leaving anyone he would get close to and gaining a sense of comfort from being near the mementos of those he took everything from forcing them to leave him by making their life leave them this is just a guess we'll obviously never really know just as we'll never really know where when how or if Belakish died. But the legend lives on. And this is a part of our collective history. Thank you for listening to the Black Cat Report and our episode on Twilight. I mean, Belakish. We hope that you enjoyed the episode and were seduced by the vampiric voice of Gil into liking, subscribing, and reviewing us on the podcast platform of your choice. Join us on our Discord channel listed in the show notes and as always we want to suck your blood i mean we'll see you on the other side